And Georgia so. I want to see. I want to see too. The look of emptiness on Matt's face. <laughs> as soon as he took that mask off, I was like, Albert? Albert with a on tattoo? But I'm not going to rub it in your face. I know I'm the best. Smackdown number one announcer. <laughs> Indeed. We also had that stretch of run of Booker T the same random shit. Sucky ducky quack quack. Previously on Projangos and Wallhangers. So... Matt Man here, just giving a little pretext to the conversation you're about to hear. Old Man and uh, Yellow, Y-E-L-L-O, Teddy Schools, is, uh, they are on their way back home. Uh, this is right after the Triforce podcast this week. This is podcast episode 69 of Perjangers Wallhangers Media Network. This is uh, Old Man Car Rides. <laughs> I was in Waffles for a very long time. I remember I was there because I used to walk. I was there a lot. <laughs> I used to go to the uh, what was it, the, the Dairy Queen right there. Oh yeah, yeah. I used to. I I loved it when my uh, when I first started at Blockbuster because my friends that I went to school with that I knew were since the Dairy Queen, so they would bring it over all the time. Or I'd go over there and be like, "Here's a dollar," and they'd be like, "Here you go, here's your ice cream or whatever you want." I'm like, "My man, why women?" <laughs> that was a great job. I, I I will always say that Blockbuster is the best job I've ever had in my life. I had so I never had so much fun at a job. <laughs> my 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 people, like the job that I enjoyed when I was doing was uh, probably Circuit City. That's going back. Yeah, <laughs> they've been gone for a while now. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine is when they went under. I stopped working. For six. I mean, I love what I do now. Like I love being in security. It's so much fun. Like, you get to know everything. <laughs> like, it's weird. Because yeah. I work with real police. So it's fucking insane. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, going in there and, like, seeing how police do procedures and things behind the scenes. You know, the stuff you don't see. <laughs> behind the curtain. So let's let's get a, like an actual intro here. So in case, you, in case you're just wondering what's going on here, this is uh, Chris and Teddy. What's, doing, up, what's up, world? I'm... Uh, yeah, we just got done doing Triforce with collab with Lightskin, and so now we're just uh, I'm driving the man home um, as, as being courteous, uh, and we're just shooting the shit, you know, just catching up on you know times from a you know <laughs> life from another time, I should say. And we have a wrestling partner now, <laughs> so yes. now I can talk wrestling without having so, that blank yeah. look on everybody's the, face. The, the look, the the look of emptiness on Matt's face. <laughs> I know things. <laughs> He's like, what, what about Hulk Hogan? He's like, no, Matt. Yeah, no, 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 no. You don't want to bring Matt. Oh, I'll what? drop you on that do- stack of dimes. You call it Nick. Yo, what about all that stuff with the T-shirt that just came out? That shit is nuts. I was like, what? At first, I didn't even know what they were talking about. And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe Well, I can believe Vince would put something like this out. Yeah. But I couldn't believe that the marketing would actually let him do it. I'm surprised. Like I can't believe no one didn't say that or say anything. I, I, I'm, I'm. Well, so you have to clue me in on the T-shirt thing. So what happened it's, with that? It's a, that new uh, wrestler or uh, Miles, I think, or whatever. From I guess he's in NXT. I've never heard of the guy, but they released a T-shirt for him, and it's an all-black T-shirt with big red, like, like a big red bubble kind of thing, yeah. and then the inside for the his name is big white letters. It looks like the old school. You know, racist black character. Oh God! With the big white li- or red lips, with the big white teeth, and, like, and so everyone's WWE's catching shit. And the guy that they did it for was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> and he, they're saying that he knew about it before it came out, and he approved of it. But uh, now they're like, yeah. he's like, "No, the, I didn't approve of this." <laughs> as woke as WWE pretends to be. <laughs> like if I can find it, I'll sh- like. I'm gonna say, you know, it, like it was like when I saw like <laughs> that's the shirt. Oh god! <laughs> but that's like, but they have it over his face in one of his shirts, and like, it yeah, just, that's a bad. That look. just goes back to like Vince trying to bring back the '90s. Because, <laughs> like, you he did that shit in the '90s. Oh god, yeah, and no one cared in the '90s because it was just that's how. Wrestling. I mean, there wasn't that many really black superstars in wrestling in the '90s that were that, that high. What they weren't. They, they weren't breakout stars. Yeah. I mean, because because after Ron Simmons and WCW won the title, 
and you know, and he had the IC title in WWE. He just got relegated to damn, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, he he was. I mean, he's a what multiple time tag team champion. And did you see that documentary on him? Like when when he did uh, when uh, JBL interviewed him. That was a great interview. That was, that a, was great a great interview. interview. JB, I can say JBL's a piece of shit in a lot of sense of the word, but when he's be doing those interviews with people. They're really good. Like all the ones I saw so far, he's very he, intelligent, and as yeah. much as he can be an asshole sometimes, it was. I, I thought it was. He, he is, did a really, really good job doing the interviews, especially with, especially with Ron Simmons because he was there with him for a long time. They were, they were partners. I'm not gonna front. That actually hurt me when they got split. Yeah, I was like, what? They're splitting the APA up? Like, what? No. <laughs> what are you gonna do now? Remember that time when, tag division? Remember that time when they? Uh, when they brought back the, just the APA for like a raw reunion, and then JBL came and hit that clothesline from hell. Oh, on the AP or the um, Ascension. Yeah, yeah. It and was, they uh, just demolished. Him. That was a he. Had, I give him that. He has one hell of a clothesline. <laughs> and he just goes he used to like, hit the shit out of it. Like who did he almost? He, it looked like he killed was Spike Dudley at that one Royal Rumble. Yeah, when he came out of that. nowhere and just clotheslined the shit out of him. God that bless Spike thing. Dudley, 150 pounds Spike Dudley. Yeah, he he was the original get tossed around. That's all his job was, but just get thrown around everywhere, do everything in ECW. And people loved him for it. People loved him for it. Seeing him getting chucked from the ring back first to a table from the inside of the ring out, yes. I was like, oh, that has to hurt. Him going for that Dudley dog and then him throwing him. And especially when, like, they... The, the the guardrail it was it oh, wasn't like yeah. the protective barrier like it is now it no like it was guardrails guard <laughs> well that's how AEW was set up when we went to Philly it was the guardrails were set up around the ring it gave you that old school vibe <laughs> it gave you that old like bingo hall kind of vibe like I liked it I really appreciated it and loved everything about the AEW show I can't say how much more I, I was I appreciated the show from the talent to, and the like the the whole production everything. I, like I said, seeing everybody at the end of the show, like, like, when's the last time you see somebody's like, oh man, I was staying there a little bit after the show, Raw had an extra match, and then fucking Triple H came out and hugged everybody, or Vince McMahon walked down and took pictures with the crowd. You won't see Vince do that anymore. You know what I mean? Like Cody, Goldust, Young Bucks are just literally going around the ring, hugging and high-fiving and taking pictures. There was never a no, there was never a sorry, can't do it. They were, they loved the crowd, and you could tell from the show that they pulled off, the crowd loved them. Like, Philly loved the hell out of the show. We was going off for the whole thing. Philly has always been a top wrestling town. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like when you appreciate, like when the company appreciates the fan, the fan appreciates the company. And you can't not do that kind of shit in Philly. Like, if you come and just disrespect the fans, like WWE kind of does <laughs> when they come well, give the them fan, shows. The fan makes the company. True. The company doesn't, the company doesn't dictate you know, or should not dictate what the fan wants. Sure. If the fan, you're either over or you're not. Well, that's what, that's what, like, that's why when Vince and them tried to do ECW again, I was like, you will never have another ECW. Not on a national base. I mean, you could have it, like, as a, people would watch it here and there, but it's a Philly show. Like, it's just like, it's, 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 it's that's what, it's stuck with Philly so much because it's like that hardcore gritty you know, like in Philly, that, in Philly, that like, iteration of ECW that was on Sci-Fi, yeah, that was, I, that was, that was just, Kevin Thorne, and that Ezekiel was just Burke. horrible. <laughs> I remember Snitsky. I remember the, <laughs> no, I met Snitsky. He kicked, he kicked a baby for me. <laughs> yeah, a baby doll for you. It's not like, my he's fault. A nice guy too. He's a really nice guy. I really did meet him. He's a really really nice guy. I talked to him for uh, a little bit when he was in. Uh, he was at Lancaster Championship Wrestling once. Okay. And I caught him at like at his table, and I was talking to him. And he's, I mean, really smart guy. He got a good head on his shoulders with wrestling. And I mean, he was really nice and friendly. Which I that's why I base a lot on wrestlers. A lot of them are really really nice guys. People who like the the ones that crazy. know their craft and know that that you know their character is their bread and butter. Mm -hmm. The only person I ever met that I didn't like was uh, Brodus Clay because he was faking it. <laughs> like he literally You could tell he was faking it Which yeah. pissed me like, like You know I'm like I'm paying to take a picture with you And get your autograph And you're gonna act like You're like oh yeah Well you know Thanks for doing this Like Thanks for giving me my money Like you seemed like He didn't care less And I was like This guy's a dick And my girl's like Oh well He's just you know He's da 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 I'm like no he's, I said like, I guarantee you Watch in, a, in an hour and a half 
when his dumb ass comes out here, he's going to be dancing, boogieing, and tongue waggling, and everything else, you know what I mean? So I was like, and then of course it did it, and she's like, he is so fake. I was like, I told you. Yeah, he seemed like he phoned it in. I mean, that was more, Brodus Clay was more stepping stone for uh, Naomi and Cameron. Yeah. But like, I was like, (laughs) out of all, I I guarantee though, I mean, I do say he did just lose his contract with WWE and just got dropped. So he was doing independent stuff. But still, you got people paying to come see you. Well, you went to, like, when he was doing the independent stuff, he did. Then he went back to Impact, yeah, for a little bit Damn. with the Aces and Eights. <laughs> he, I mean, he did like he did good stuff sometimes in WWE. I can't believe they they went down to the was it the Brontosaurus or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, and then him and Tensai was just yeah. The, Albert Tensai was just weird of a character in the first place because as soon as he popped out of that thing, I was like Albert. Yes, yeah, Albert. <laughs> like I was like, you can never be a new character. You will forever be A Train, Albert, A Bomb, whatever you want to say. But yep. you will never be anybody else but A Train or Albert. As soon as he took that mask off, I was like, Albert, Albert with shaved a painted down? on tattoo, shaved down with painted on tattoos. It's Albert. All right, Matt. <laughs> I was like, what are you like? How, it's not been that long of a career for you to switch your character, and we not know who you are. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, if it was, like, a long, long time where we didn't have a clue and the kids today would have a clue who he was. But, I mean, my like, kids even know who the hell Albert was. <laughs> that was, like, six years when, like, he went from being Albert to <laughs> Lord Tensai. I was like, okay. I can't, like, and then it just went to a joke of a character anyway. So, I was like, this. Who ended up dancing with Brodus Klein? Okay. I did talk to Matt about that, too. It was one of my things I wanted to talk to you about. What do you think WWE could do to change the product to make it better? Uh, like, what is <laughs> did you think they should do? Get off the stock stock exchange because then you're not worried about investors. I give you that. I give you that. Because that's the biggest thing. Is it's like once the product took a downward turn, and I mean there was moments of uh, moments of you know the old era, mm-hmm. but. It, it just it has flare-ups every now and then, but then it's like, like you gotta think about it. Like I, I was talking to a friend of mine about wrestling one day, and I was just like, just think, WWE's like most watched show is like the Raw reunions, yeah, or like the shows where the old school wrestlers are coming back. That's like the biggest draw that they get. <laughs> remember the remember the uh, one of the uh, one of the biggest um, pay-per-views that WWE's had outside of WrestleMania and like and the four majors. Um, ECW one night stand for one night only, mm-hmm. and that man that that show. <laughs> I would give. I love seeing like. I'm mean, maybe it's just because I grew up in Brown here and close to Philly and went to the show. You know what I mean when I was younger. But ECW is always like my fate top, and they didn't do that crazy much stuff. You know what I mean? Because they went around for like a crazy insane long time. But, but was, what they did, like it, it drew you in and made like I remember staying up till three a.m. to watch their hour-long show if it came on. Yeah. Or if I could stay up to watch it. It was like 94 to 2001. If you can go on there and watch Jerry Lynn and Rob Van Dam and tell me that they're not the greatest fucking matches (laughs) that they had, you're a fool. (laughs) Speaking of Rob Van Dam, did you see how like... (laughs) Him with the naked chicks? Yeah. Yeah. Living life like you want to be. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I love Rob Van Dam. He was always... As soon as I saw him come on the scene, I've, I've been a fan. Mr. What was it? Mr. Monday Night, Mr. Pay Per View, Mr. Main Event. Like, yep. He reminds. He's like his cockiness is like Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels is one of my favorites. Like when he when he first became Shawn Michaels, that cocky, arrogant attitude that he had. Yep. I saw Rob Van Dam, but he just didn't care. Like he's like, I know I'm great, and you can't top me. I'm the greatest one here, but I'm not gonna rub it in your face. I know I'm the best. <laughs> what do you think about John Morrison coming back to WWE? I want him to go to AEW. <laughs> I would rather have him go to AEW. I think, I, I, feel like I think his stint in uh, Lucha Underground was great. Oh, God, yeah. He, he's like another one of those. That's why I'm so surprised he didn't go to AEW as well. One of them stars that left WWE as a big star or up there and then went and, de- you know, developed his character more and his identity and did some. He has insane matches all over the place. And now, like, they now WWE's like, oh, we want you back, we want you back. And then, but today for the wrestling, for WWE, I'm always like, do they really want you? 
Or they just not want you to go to AEW or somewhere else. Yeah, are they going to bury him like they did the last time and just keep him relegated yeah. to the IC title? Yeah, if that. Like, there's so, like, I'm surprised Finn Balor, I mean, I'm, I would go back to the NXT because he's still getting his big Raw Monday uh, night paychecks. <laughs> so, so yeah, he's still getting paid. Yeah, because I heard when, he, when I heard he was going back down, I was like, damn, that's a slap in the face. You go from being the first Universal Champion to not knowing what you're going to do with your character and just getting thrown around. And now you're back to NXT? After you're supposed to be the next big thing? <laughs> yeah, that shoulder that shoulder injury is what did it. Here. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just thought I was like, oh, shit, this dear. Yeah, that shoulder injury fucked him up. Because it was like he won and then he got hurt. Won and then 24 hours later, you know, exactly on the mark, relinquished the title. And I, I mean, me personally, I don't really like Finn. Like... I've never really seen him do anything that I was like, he's the greatest wrestler ever. So, I'll, I'll give you... I say he's cool with like the house, with the painting and stuff. But outside of that, like I watched the video on his like ten, his like 100 greatest moves or some shit, and it was all a dropkick. And I was like, okay. So, if look at the characters that are being pushed. So, Finn was like Finn Balor and, and Raw was being pushed as like this fun-lovable likable guy. He's like cool. Yeah, when he did Balor flip for everybody, I was like, okay, this pushing shit. So, <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, being inclusive for everyone. Take it, you know, if you can find videos of him being Prince Devitt, mm-hmm. you'll have a better appreciation. I'm not saying it'll, it'll change your mind, but yeah. you'll just have a better appreciation. Now, I have seen some of his matches with like, um, in New Japan. And yes. they were good, with like Omega and stuff. I've seen a couple of them. But like I like just from the, those couple of matches, it just didn't draw me into him when he was coming to WWE. Because I was like, who? I was like, oh, that guy. Just, okay, he's done some good work, but I don't really think he's like the level that they're pushing him to be. Like I don't remember any of like I don't remember any of his interviews really, of him, his promos. Like I don't know. <laughs> I just don't remember anything. I from think the that's guy more that of a like, that's more of a stigma from like WWE not wanting. You know yeah. that if you have a hard accent, he doesn't want you to talk. Like and that's Asana. that's just like Asana. Yeah, I felt. I'm like I would. She needs a manager. Like Oscar. Yeah. I mean Oscar. She needs a manager. I mean Paige. Paige would be a good manager for them. I think she's already doing it. Fuck that, yo! Give me Funaki. <laughs> number SmackDown number one announcer. <laughs> Indeed. Bring <Kynes>. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know that was Shane McMahon. <laughs> That did the Indeeds oh back God. in the day. <laughs> I found that out and was like, you know what? It sounds just like Shane McMahon. How could I never see that? Indeed. <laughs> I would love Kai and Ty back. <laughs> you know, I saw a documentary um, on a wrestler. It was uh, a man who did Glacier. Oh, Glacier. I remember him. And he's still doing like shows and stuff like that because he's like... He's training now, didn't he? He trains now, too, still, he? He still trains. He still goes, does shows. He's in his mid-50s and he just loves doing it. And he knows... Now he's... Because of because of the network and the history of WCW, and it was right around that time where like, Mortal Kombat came out in the movie theater that like they wanted to make Sub-Zero as Glacier. Yep. So... They did WCW it. paid a lot of money for that glacier shit too. And uh, Goldberg buried him in six seconds. Goldberg buried a lot of people. Yeah. Like I went back and was watching some old WCW stuff, and they really did put they had they crammed so many matches under their shows. Like there was matches in there like a couple seconds. I was like, damn! I just watched Goldberg win. Rey Mysterio just won. Jericho just won. And it's not even been ten minutes. Like, <laughs> But I so I'll, I'll I'll challenge you to find a tipping point in WCW. A tipping point. A tipping point from when it became overwhelming in WCW. Um, I have, I would say, it's when there's like thirty members at the NWO. <laughs> it was the end of '97, early early '98. Um, the tipping point for me was when Goldberg lost with the sun gun. Yeah, that did kill it. That was a dumb, dumb reason for him to lose. And then the following night... That was bad. With... I remember everybody's face was like, that's how Goldberg loses. That's Goldberg's first loss. 
Like this was like it wasn't like a big pay per view event. It wasn't like a big drawn out thing. It was just bang, he's done. I'm like, what? Th- that's it? Yeah. And then and then the following day was Hogan with the finger uh, with the finger, finger of doom. doom. You, yep. That that, that was my tipping point because then then you know that they you know Nash was just phoning it in. Hall was you know going through his shit. And then uh, it, it was just it was unfortunate because they could have they could have they had so many talented people too. Like in, if you think of like how many people that came to WWE and their career literally blew up. Like say what you want about Chris Benoit, but he would have never got that kind of push in WWE or Eddie Guerrero in in WCW. Yeah, no, no, they Ray Mysterio. Never. Like he, they were all big names in this company, but they were never going to go anywhere in that company. Jericho. Jericho was doing amazing shit back in WCW. And his his debut like, with The Rock was the best. Like, and, and you gotta remember, like that was back in the day. Like people like knew of people like Jericho, but who really knew Chris Jericho? I love Jericho. The I love the Lionheart and shit when he was in ECW. Yep. <laughs> and like him stepping on the back of people's heads when he was doing it, yep. getting like little cruiserweights and just fold their fucking bodies apart. It should make him look like a monster in the cruiserweight division. I love Jericho. Remember, remember that uh, segment of. Uh, remember those segments of uh, Chris Jericho with like the man of announcing moves with Ding Malenko. Oh my god, that the, hell? the list. Armbar. <laughs> Rule number two: arm drag. Armbar. And he kept saying armbar and arm drag like for like an hour. He had that long ass list. Remember Rufus? Yeah. His personal bodyguard. I used to love like Jericho. Like I said, he did some such funny stuff and such memorable things. I like I can't think of anything Jericho did do in WCW that wasn't hilarious or wasn't really entertaining. He he had he had great feuds. He had great in ring ability, great promos, and he was he was funny as hell. Yeah, he and he could get on your nerves like that. That's why I was so pleased when I got to go see when he was at AEW for that show. I was like, oh my god, I get to finally see the go. Because he's, like, one of the last of the Mohicans to meet. Because he's, like, the only one that's been, like, with the WCW, WWE, ECW. He was over in New Japan. He was yep. in Germany. He was in Switzerland. He went to Australia. He was in Mexico. He, he was trained in the dungeon. You know what I mean? He's got so many things. And he was in the territories. Like, he, you know, he went from the southwest to the north. You know what I mean? And picked up all the little traits from each different one to make his Jericho characters. And they don't do that anymore. No, no, because... Now you're in like now it's like a farm system like it's like it's actual I, sports. For me, I I love I used to love gimmicks. I I can't stand this generic. Couple Good guy, of, bad yeah. guy, you know. Well, it's not even that. Like that. I, I hate to, like everyone's like for me for WCW or ECW uh, AEW WWE is like Luchasaurus is like a big AEW. I love Luchasaurus. You know, he'd be racking people with that tail whip, hmm. but he wouldn't work in WWE. Not with their system. Just like everybody that comes up from NXT with the gimmick, it immediately just fails between the, them not knowing what to do with the character and then the... the Bailey is a good example of that. Yeah. Because, I mean, they gave her the title, and then they took it right away, and then made her, like, they just completely deflated her character. Mm-hmm. Like, after giving her the title, it's like saying, it's like, Yo, boy, you, can't, you can't beat me because I'm this. It goes against your character. Like, yeah, alright, well, alright, neuter my character. That's what you're doing. I can't believe she went heel. Like, uh, was, it was about time. It was shocking and shit because I thought she was going to be on that John Cena run, never going anywhere. John Cena made it work, though. I will say. I hate John Cena. I, I always hated John Cena. I liked him when he was prototype because he didn't talk, and he just was out there to like kick ass and take names. Then when he was t- the, turning into the thugonomics, thing, it was okay, cool, but it was like, all right, and. He started, like, to me, like, when the NXT people were coming up, and it's like, okay, they got to run through Cena now. Like, when Kevin Owens won, I was never expecting him to win a match. I was Cena. glad when Kevin I was Owens surprised won. he beat the shit out of Cena, but I was like, it's going to come back around. Cena's always going to get his comeuppance. <laughs> did, uh, did you ever find out, like, how he came about doing that, uh, that the you can't see me hand gesture? How he kind of came up with it? Yeah. Uh-uh. So... Um, him and his buddy was watching the 50 Cent video, and they used to do that dance in in the 50 Cent video, going like this. And uh, instead of instead of going like this, he just did this as like a nod to his friend, saying, "All right, uh, I'll just do it. I'll make it a thing," and it became the thing. That's funny. It's weird how like little things like that, or how some wrestlers come up with shit, like Stone Cold with the what? Yeah, he did it on yep. the phone with Christian. 
<laughs> and then he's like, I, hearing Christian tell that story is funny as shit. Because he goes in the gym in the basement and, like, you can't get reception. So I get this voicemail from Austin. He's driving bored. And he's just like, yeah, I'm just driving past out there. He's like, what? And he just kept doing it. And then he's like, the next night we're at Raw or whatever. And then you hear him doing it in the ring and it's getting over. And he's like, that son of a bitch. Like, only he can say some shit like that and get that over. <laughs> but I mean, like, going, I don't want to be sucking his dick all night, but going back to it, Chris Jericho can make any goddamn line work, it seems like. Like, there's, a, there's his new shirts, uh, I got but, a ticket. <laughs> and then, what was it? A little bit of the bubbly. bubbly. That blew up. I can't believe, like, when we went to the show, that shirt was completely sold out. <laughs> it was, like, they were out. They were, like, people flooded us for just that shirt. Uh, I was he like, did, He did the MMRBQ, and I was trying to get our podcast to do, like, just a seven-minute interview with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it never panned out, but I just, I really just wanted to bring my wife and my son and just say, you know, you know call me a stupid idiot and just say I made yes. a list. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, my son loves to, like, he always loves to go meet wrestlers. He's a, he's a big wrestling fan, and he loves meeting them. Like, he was saying to me one day, I was like, Dad, I just want to say thank you. And I was like, for what? I mean, I, you know, I don't think I do that much, but he, he was always like, Dad, thank you so much. But for what? What did I do this time? And it's like, how many kids can go say that they've talked to, like, all the wrestlers that I've talked to or taken pictures with these people or gotten hugs or high fives or, you know, all, like, their signature memorabilia, cool stories. And I was like, where's this coming from? And he was like, the last uh, Comic-Con that me and him went to, we've met Ric Flair. So I was wrestling, I was training down in uh, a wrestling company and I took him with me. So he got in the ring and he ran the ropes and was goofing off, jumping off the turnbuckles, doing all the little things, watching and learning everything. Mm -hmm. So one of my friends recorded it. So they sent it to me. So when we met Rick, he got to sit there and show him because we got there early before everybody else did. So there was nobody in his line. So he got to sit there with Ric Flair and show him him running around a wrestling ring and talk to him for like 10 minutes about wrestling and getting pointers and tips. He's like, how many people can say that? (laughs) How many 10-year-olds can say that? I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess you're good. The greatest player in the game. (laughs) He loved it. But he's like, he he cherishes shit like that. He has uh, a two-by-four signed by Axel. He loves that damn thing. (laughs) So I I don't even know who he is. He's like, oh, and he'll walk off. Talking, you said we talked about old school wrestling. So, like, you looked at um, what was the biggest wrestling death that got you? The biggest? Yeah. I mean, I really, there's a couple of them that really, really got me. Like, when, when May Young died, that really got me. I really, really loved May. And then Piper. Piper, I know, actually, I can't even lie. Piper's is the one that got me because I met him prior to him passing away. Okay. So I, like, he literally, he, uh, I, me and my kids, he sat there for a couple minutes, he told my daughter how beautiful she was, he told my son he's such a great little boy, and like all this other stuff, he told me some stuff, he talked to us a little bit, and he took a picture with us, and he's like, he was super nice. Like, it was the nicest, like, I was like, this is insane. It's like, he felt like somebody's grandpa, like, being like that weird nice where you go meet somebody's grandfather yeah and they're just like oh and they treat you like you're one of their grandkids like that's how he was treating us it was weird like he was telling us stories he was telling us all this stuff it was really cool like so and then like I think like maybe a month or two later he passed away so it was kind of like oh um what about you Piper uh, of course I mean biggest one uh, recently, in the last five years, was probably Warrior because of him coming back. Oh, that was hearing really sad. That, that hearing his story, and then the following day, that speech like, was bad. Right after Raw, it was so creepy. Like if you go back and listen to it, like the like the speech he gave after, and it, it, how it all culminated from him getting his ring, going to WrestleMania, coming to Raw, his speech, and then he passes away. That's uh, that was that that got me because that was that was thirty. WrestleMania 30. Yeah, that was that was wild. I could, like I was like, he, he just came. Back. Like, maybe I was like, well, what, was that maybe why he came back, or did he know? Did he not know? Did it was it planned? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many weird things and scenarios. Because he could have died in the middle of the ring that night. He could have, and he was getting amped up. Yeah, you know, and, and it was just because uh, he died of what crossing the street. No, he died of a heart attack in his hotel. 
Oh, I thought he was he was outside. No, it, it was. He died I thought he was like leaving attack. the hotel. Fifty eight years old, heart attack. That's not surprising. I mean, from the shit he used to put in his body. Yeah, he was doing a lot of HGC. I will say that. Such a weird guy. Who just changes his name to Warrior? When I heard that shit, I was like, "This motherfucker is nuts." Savage got me when I was when I was younger. Oh, yeah, that was that was upsetting. I, I didn't really like get upset upset because I was younger and I was like, "Oh, you know, another celebrity died." But uh, I don't know who else got me? Jim the Anvil, my heart. I didn't really care for Jim, so it really didn't get me. Bobby Heenan, or not Bob? Yeah, Bobby Heenan got me. Yeah. So, so did Mean Gene. Mean, mean Gene got sad. Me. I was like. Because he's like one of those, like like when King or JR passes away, it's going to be your voice for your wrestling. Yep. And that's what's going to be like, oh my God, this is like the guy. So for me, it was kind of like that with Mean Gene because he was there for my entire childhood. <laughs> still up till now, he was still doing announcing for certain places. So just some of the outtakes with Mean Gene. And he just kept it going. Yeah. You know? Like when the thing dropped. What yep. the fuck? Who's buying these cheap ass props? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, can't make it in there never be another. No, it won't be. Owen Hart. That was so sad. I remember that. I was over the edge pay-per-view. I was watching that pay-per-view. And then the following and day, my mom just was watching, like, just watching Mark Henry just ball like a little yeah. baby. Because um, that was like the first, like, I was like, this is, because I was like, this is scripted. This is all scripted. This is fake. There's no way that he just, this just happened. Especially to like someone like Owen Hart. Like, you don't think that's going to happen to someone like him. No, I was no. like, that was such a sad, sad, sad event. The speech The Rock gave during that, that uh, Monday show after his death, that, that was awesome. And then, even though that Stone Cold and him had that, you know... Mm-hmm. That rivalry? That, well, I mean, he, he... Owen never apologized... Over the neck. ...to Austin for the, for the neck bounce. So, like, they still had that, but he still had... You know, Austin still came out and toasted a beer to him at the end of the show. He didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. He's still like, it, it, that happened and it was tragic, but Austin was, you know, he's, Owen's still one of the guys. He's still one of the boys. And he was like the Joker. Everyone loved him in the back. With a blue blazer. Just remember that. <laughs> Superhero gimmick. Him and, him and Jeff Jarrett. That and, and that bro. <laughs> and the puppies. Yeah. <laughs> the the rich man puppies. Yeah, you won't see that on WWE anymore. Nah. Just like Braun Panty matches. Yep. <laughs> Thanksgiving led mud pit wrestling. Yep. Uh what else? There's a whole bunch of there's a whole <laughs> whole fucked up pot of Vince Russo with all these fucked up women's matches. Well, let's uh, take a turn. So, what do you think of um, Bischoff being relieved of SmackDown? I'm. It was surprising because I, I thought SmackDown was doing better in the ratings, and I thought it was because of him. And then it came to find out it wasn't really him. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And I then wasn't really surprised. Release, I was like, maybe he's going to W or AEW now. Maybe they offered him something better, and we see something better in there. Maybe. What do you think about uh, DDP showing up at uh, AEW? That was wild. I mean, he is like, what is he, Cody's like godfather or something? Something like that. And best friend to the family. Like, I was like, that was the last music that like, I thought I was going to hear. <laughs> I knew he was probably around because he's, he's friends with them, but I didn't know he was going to come out. That was like, wow. And that's kind of what it was like, I like, because you're like, you never know who's going to show up at AEW. Like, when they were in Philly, Taz was there. He came to do an announcement for the uh, dark matches, which was cool. We didn't get to hear him in the arena, but you, we saw him when he came out, and then when he was over at the announcing table. I loved Taz intro music. The heartbeat? Yeah. I love that intro music. That was... Bum, 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 yep. <laughs> His career wasn't that long in WWE either. They, got hurt. They, they didn't know how to utilize him. I know, I was like, is the on SmackDown when it first came on what, UPN? That's what they need to do. They need to get the announced team back where one's a heel and one's a face. One votes for all the heels, one votes for all the faces. I'm sick of these new announcers that's like, oh, well, Bray Wyatt's the bad guy and I really love him. And then they go to the next, but John Cena's my favorite because he's a face. But you can't like both. You got to pick one. You, you know, got to stick with your being a heel. 
Because now if you're going back and pull, forth all over the place. If you're going to pull the curtain back, make the curtain rose-colored still just slightly and still be in character with it. Yeah, because then like, you don't know how to take your announcer. Like with King and JR for years, it was one like the villains, one like the good guys. One would cuss out the bag, you know, the one that was doing the bad shit, the other would praise it. You know what I mean? Now it's like they, they just pick and choose, so you kind of lose it from the announce team because you're like... Well, we, had, we also had that stretch of run of Booker T just saying random shit. Sucky, ducky, quack, quack. I was like, what did that motherfucker just say? Yep. Sucky, sucky, quack, quack. It's just... Suck at that. I'm like, what the hell did Booker T just say? As long as he's not saying we're coming for the gold, sucker. Hulk Hogan! <laughs> Come fuming! <him. laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that. He hates that. He... He was so hyped, and it's just like you, the look on his face of pure like, oh fuck. He broke. He broke Steve Ray. He broke him. Yeah, that was Terry's face because she, she was like, oh. and then she starts laughing, and she's trying to keep it like cool, in character, yeah. But still, like this whole book, and she's like, it's okay, baby, it's okay. We still on TV. Turn around. <laughs> and that was WCW too. So oh, man, that was that down was south too. Oh man, Hulk Hogan coming for you. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's like, didn't... Who used to say that shit? New Jack used to say that shit when he was in, uh... NW... Or no. TNA? No. It was way back. Not like nigga, but he said... Ah, what did he say? That was one of his documentaries I was watching on YouTube. And somebody... I think they showed him the Booker T one. And he said it... He said something like that on television about something. And he was like, the people in the back were like, uh, I have to find it and send it to you. But it's funny as shit. <laughs> but because, you know, New Jack's crazy ass, don't give a fuck. So he just says, like, going off about something in the ring and he says it. We didn't, we're not the niggas to fuck with. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that line. I remember he said he's, I, I have to find it. Because I'm probably going to butcher the story. But he was somewhere and he, it was like all white crowd and he said it. Or he's going against like the the hometown hero or some shit like that. It was something weird, but it was funny as shit when he said it. And he's like, and they was like, the announced team was like, uh, and we'll be back. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Am I getting off at ten or seven ninety six? Eight ninety six. Eight ninety six. Yeah.
three three hour shifts from six to nine. And they forced you to get like two. Got to get your pre orders. Yeah. Got to do that. Yeah. Yo, they I, were going hard. On I us. did electronics fatigue. I did GameStop before it became, you know, the the evil conglomerate that it is now. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I, I was very high on GameStop when it first beat like, when EB when EB went but I mean, because they 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 didn't re, they didn't upgrade their software. They just used Electronics Boutique software. They didn't do anything to change it. They yeah, just shit, shit. Blockbuster stuff. Our stuff was old. They never updated. Due to Circuit City with DPS. Yeah, it was bad. It was that blue screen shit back then. I still remember all the codes in order to get into every every DPS screen. <laughs> and it, you know, it, it was crazy for Circuit City. They didn't change anything up in Springfield. They had all the new shit up at like Concord Pike. And it's crazy too. Like GameStop gives a lot of stuff away to the but it's like the amount of bullshit that they put you through is doesn't counteract anything. Like one time they fucking did they did a, a contest, winning store. Uh, the managers would get a certain amount of prize, like prize, a certain amount of money. So, like, the store manager got his, and the assistant manager got his, and then I didn't get shit, and the other uh, manager didn't get anything. So, we were like, okay, well, maybe they're going to do all the, uh, the you know, assistance to store managers the first week when they, if they hit their number, and then the next paycheck will be, the, you know, the other managers. Still got nothing. Come to find out, they fucking decided, and somewhere in there, they changed it, saying that only, whichever manager that had seniority got the prize. So the guy that got hired a couple, a little bit before me got the prize. I didn't get anything, and I flipped. And I was like, "Are you serious?" So you mean to tell me I could have worked forty hours, sold two, three million dollars worth of product, and I wouldn't get anything because? And this guy could work like an hour and not sell a thing, or put the store in debt, steal, or do something like that, and he's getting this money and I'm not. It's crazy. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" So their their uh, their grand thing was like, uh, "We'll give you a." It was funny as hell because it's my store manager, the district manager that came in. Well, and um, he pulled the store manager in the back and was talking to him about it. And he's like, "Okay, I know Teddy's upset. He looks really pissed off. I've never seen him that mad or furious." And he's like, "Yeah, he's fucking off the fucking charts, mad. I got a solution to this. I'm going to give him a twenty dollar gift card." And as soon as he started saying that, my manager starts shaking his head and he's like, "To GameStop." Hey, like, don't do that, yo. He will punch you in your throat right today. Like, don't that? No, that is. I tell you right now, he's gonna blow the fuck up if you go out there with a gift card to the store. Like, it's bad. Oh my god. Like, I was furious, and I was like, don't ask me to do shit. Like, don't come at me if I'm to sell all this bullshit for you. If you're just gonna ultimately screw me out of a prize. Like, how you gonna tell me to do dangle meat in my face, and then once I do it, you pull it away and give it to the other people in the group? That's insane. Yeah, I was like, this is bullshit. Or like when they do did like things like that, they'll be like, "Oh, you'll get a, it's a money incentive." They put it in your check, so then they, you're only getting like a couple bucks out of it anyway. I was like, "This is bullshit." I got an extra hundred dollars for a prize for something, and they put it in my check. So now it's only going to be like maybe seventy-five, fifty, depending on how much I made. This is bullshit. I hate this place. Blockbuster should give us gift cards. They'll be like, "Here's a gift card. Use it whatever you want." I'm sold. Game for that. Yeah, I was like, that was better. Best Buy, Best Buy was okay. I mean, I will say Best Buy was it, it was an okay place to work. For. It wasn't like you know, uh, at the time when I was working there, it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. I mean, like I was treated fairly well. When, it, but it also helps to know like the store director at the time. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's left or right. Left. All right. I figured. But, um, yeah, I mean, my numbers were always, you know, you know top three, top five. Well, what helped me was because I worked at Blockbuster for years, and then I went to Walmart for a little bit, and then I went to GameStop. So, you know, so out here is a local area. Like, everybody knows everybody damn near. So a lot of people knew me, especially from working at Blockbuster, so they just followed me from the store to the store. Right. So my numbers were always nice because I was, I knew so many people. If not, I would be, you know, I could call somebody, like, yo, come put Madden in. Uh, right. You know, come put Madden. Did you, did you pre-order your Madden? I know you want to put your Madden in. You know what I mean? I, I would Red call my friends. Right. 
and or I would have my friends come in or I'd hit them up and be like, can you fill out a survey for me? You know, I was doing all kinds of stuff and put my own money down. On, you're not supposed to, but in the sad world of GameStop, you got to put money down to pre-order your own shit so you get the numbers. Like I was like, I remember pre-ordering shit just not on my account, but on my, my other account or my family's accounts to get numbers up. Because if you didn't, you'd get in trouble. Like, yeah. big trouble. It was, like, insane. And, or, and it'd be, like, a game that nobody wants. Like, we would have, like, oh, Madden's coming. And the company gave us 20 million copies of Madden. Like, okay. And since this game came out, we get thirty. We got 30 million copies of this, same, this game called Look at the cor- Corner. We need you to pre-order out of them. What the fuck? No, nobody wants this. It's the greatest game ever. Everyone's gonna want it. Like, no, nobody wants this game. I love how you're trying to pull a Vince McMahon voice right here. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, the left after this this sign up here, where the reflectors are behind this yellow sign. Right here. Like, you know what I mean? Is everybody back from Saudi Arabia yet? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Hello, cat. <laughs> Belle, watching the house from all the mice and snakes. Uh, That's all she does. But yeah, man. Well, it's definitely been a journey. <laughs> Starship mothership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta talk to Matt so we can do more of these. And like I said, we gotta get Matt up there so we can have fun because he wants to get in. Like, you talk to him. He's a real cool guy. I, I've known him since we... Yeah, I just... And like, for, for Matt, school, like, it, think, it makes it makes more sense... To just pair with our network, he can do however he wants it. We just put it out on our stuff, so he doesn't have to pay the hosting fee. Yeah, that's why I was like, that's why when he was like talking to me about stuff, I hit. I was like, you know what? Let me just add him to our group, <laughs> and then and we can just talk from there. Because I, I was telling him about everything, and he was interested, and then I was like, you know what? Why am I just talking to you separately? Why don't I just put you in the group chat with all of us? And then if you have anything to say or questions or anything like that, you can just ask one of the other guys, or one of us will answer you and we'll know how to get you in, what's going on, or what you should do. So what, what, what should we call this? We'll just have Matt put an intro on that. Matt's, uh, what, our, what, yeah, our talk? Yeah, we've been recording the whole time, man. Uh, I'm trying to think of something that goes with wrestling and ride. And ride. <laughs> Like wrestle ride, <laughs> but that sounds so gay. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you guys doing wrestle ride? <laughs> uh, prelude to a wrestle. Yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it works. <laughs> Linked with the bop. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, I'm Teddy. I'm the light skin breakdown host. Uh, I am uh, founder of Projangers and Wallhangers, and, and the only other guy I can talk wrestling with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am I am conveniently uh, named and dubbed the old man, uh, Chris Bristow. I don't got one yet. <laughs> we'll work on, on it. It took it took four episodes to get Kel- R. Kelly his nickname. Um, Something will come, but up. he's got like five different nicknames right now. So you know, yeah, Matt looked like he was hard at work thinking of that because he kept staring at me with just looking. Well, we saw the smoke come out of his ears and the billboard that is his four dads show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad he doesn't use his nickname. I used to call him. I used to call him CLB. CLB. You remember Christian? We also called him Christian back in the day. Ah, uh, yeah. Creepy little bastard. Creepy little bastard. We were in high school. He said something. Like, you fucking CLB, and he was like CLB. It's a creepy little bastard. He didn't know what to say. He's <laughs> just looking at me like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> creepy, and it followed him. Everybody started calling him CLB. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> we had people call him that and he didn't even, they didn't even know what it meant. We was like, what's his name? Oh, that's CLB. <laughs> they were like, oh, okay. So it was like John Bradshaw Layfield. I was like, no, that's not it. <laughs> it's creepy little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to kill me for that. <laughs> well, ne- well, if I make it to the next show, <laughs> if not, Matt did it. <laughs> Avenge me. <laughs> But all right, all right I'm brother. gonna get out of here. Thank you. I'm get myself out. Good of seeing truck. you, man. I know. Like I said, we gotta do this more often. Yes, we do. 
like I told Matt, my like my work schedule is on a rotation, so I'm off on like like four or five days in a row, like three or four days in a row. Teddy and Chris route. The look of emptiness on Matt's face. <laughs> as soon as he took that mask off, I was like, Albert? Albert? With a on tattoo? But I'm not going to rub it in your face. I know I'm the best. Smackdown number one announcer. <laughs> Indeed. We also had that stretch of run of Booker T's the same random shit. Sucky ducky quack quack. Peace out. All right. Peace out. Peace out. Bye. <laughs>